Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Fairway Finders. It is the big 1-0. We've hit double digits. Episode number 10. I'm, of course, joined by the usual two lads, Steve and Donica. How are we doing, lads? Brew, it's great to be back. It's been too long. Got caught up with uh, life, life, work, all that kind of stuff. But uh, we're back now. Weekly, weekly podcast for for the foreseeable future. So buzzing, buzzing to be back. How are you doing, bro? I'm good now. I'm good. I'm good. Um, I mean, you know, we uh, we're we're still over here in Toronto. The weather is pretty decent. You know, Um, we had the Solheim Cup over the weekend. Caught some of it. Uh, Didn't catch too much of it, but I know. I know one of the other lads, Donica here, was absolutely glued to his uh, to his TV screen. He was um, our on-course reporter for the, the weekend, <laughs> tracking we the groups. Him, we, yeah, we sent him down there to uh, the US to be on the old course here. Yeah, us, out yeah. of the I budget. I, I tweeted my ass off all again, and we had such fun doing it, because we just... We managed to just have great conversations with loads of cool people in golf circles and have a great bit of crack. And I'd say about 70% of the tweets were, were me gushing about how good Leona McGuire was. To be and honest, sure though, I'd say 70% of all the tweets I saw over the weekend were gushing about Leona McGuire. She seemed to be just on fire. Big time. She was incredible. We, we'll get into it. And I, I can't yeah. wait to dig into it because it was, it really was like, for my mind, We've had a couple of good majors this year and, you know, Phil's narrative was obviously great and um, the US Open at one point in time, you had nothing but killers on the leaderboard. But this was, so far, the greatest week of golf on TV of the year and it had nothing to do with the men's game and it had nothing to do with the third championship, which I didn't watch a shot. I had no interest. I was so desensitized to it. Yeah. Well, while you mentioned the tour championship, Donnie, just as a quick one, and another uh, winning opportunity for John Ram that he passes up. Again, that's, that's probably third, maybe fourth that I can remember. Yeah, and obviously, yeah. the, the memorial was the worst of all. He didn't even show up on the Sunday. You know what I mean? Just didn't <laughs> oh Agenda. Do you know, I think we should like get like some sort of cowbell every time someone starts with a fucking agenda. We should ring the cowbell. So anytime I start yammering on about Xander, get the cowbell out. Anytime you start yammering on about John Ram being a bottler or some preposterous notion like that, get the fucking cowbell out. Here, lads, can I just say something really quickly? I don't know. This is just me being a complete fucking idiot. I never knew John Ram isn't John Ram's name. It's John oh. Ram Rodriguez. Ah, yeah. I didn't well, know Ram's his middle name. His middle name, yeah. I didn't yeah, know but that. I mean... It's tends. It seems to be a, a quite a common trait. Like, what? What's um? You know, like it's isn't it? Pablo Escobar Gavaria is his full name, and Escobar is his middle name. Like it, it, it tends to be quite common in 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 Latin cultures or in, in yeah. That, if you look at Ronaldo or something, Ronaldo has about eight. Yeah, names. that's true. No, no, no. That, that's true. Ronaldo. I just, 
I just genuinely I saw it today. He was he was like whatever on the world's points list, and it was like John Ram Rod Rodriguez, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, John Rodriguez. The same at all. I remember the same boss. Seeing it um, on a leaderboard that there was a, a it was John Rodriguez was on the leaderboard. Oh, right. I remember seeing and that's that's so it's just, that's just twig now. And it was like, who's that? And you realize, oh, it's John Ram. Okay, cool. No well, look at the most famous one of all, Tiger Woods. He didn't come out with a womb and got called Little Tiger. Do you know what I mean? Eldrick. Eldrick. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. Like Nike would have had a difficult sell with Eldrick Woods. Maybe they wouldn't. She was not as flashy. L Woods, I suppose he probably would have called himself. But yeah, that's that's not great. Like, yeah, <laughs> like Alberto or something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, there's well, definitely a better way of doing it. Donny, I can see you just hanging on the edge of your seat there, trying to uh, trying to get stuck in and talk about some Salheim Cup action. So why don't you? Yeah. Why so don't you build this? Why don't you set the scene for us? Maybe, maybe those of us like myself and Brew didn't see as much as we wanted. So, How about you set the scene? There are so many different sort of narratives and great talking points from the week. Like the one that I'd lead out with is just how quickly it became apparent that the 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 show to watch this week was in Inverness and wasn't at East Lake. It from the very get go, the, the the fact that um from the from like the very start it helps being over here in that the, the morning session was starting at our lunchtime and just we missed team golf so much and like team golf is such a huge part of of my entertainment of golf and and i suppose what seldom is wonderful the fact that there aren't that many events like we spoke at length about the olympics a couple of weeks ago that has to become some sort of mixed team event in the future because it just the dynamic is exceptional um the, this the scene was set for um for the states very like the men's game actually and, and the upcoming Ryder cup you've got a team of individualists, outstanding individual players, including world number one Nelly Corda, who's just been phenomenal this year, um, and her sister Jess, her sister Jessica as well. All these superstars, major winners, taking on this team of Europeans whose uh, world ranking points can't can't aren't even comparable. Like the European team this year, only had Anna Nordquist in the top ten. Um, I think the average world ranking, like, but, well, I think all. 24 players were ranked in the top 70. So it was high quality, even though obviously the women's game is 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 not dominated, but certainly Asian players are, are a huge feature of it. Mm-hmm. But um, Europe went in as underdogs, really raucous home crowd. But to be totally fair to them, they were respectful from what I could see um, for the footage. There wasn't, there weren't big boos being rung out or people weren't being out of line. They were very visceral and cheering the US team on but this went quiet so fast like the European team came out of the traps so fast and you can't talk about how good Europe were this week without talking about Leona Maguire so she is the most successful rookie in Solheim Cup history out of 24 players that played she was the only player who was picked for all five sessions so even world number one Nelly Corda was benched on I think it was Sunday morning um she missed out a session she went four and a half points out of five she was involved in one of the best four ball matches I have ever seen on the Saturday against them um, against uh Corda and Ewing I think it was um it was just a phenomenal phenomenal game and 
she played she like if this was a regular tournament at Inverness, she would have won by half a dozen shots. Oh, was her and Mel Reed, wasn't it? Yeah, it was so the owner was paired with Mel Reed, and then she was paired with someone else in, in one of the sessions. Um she was with Mel three out of four sessions. Who else was she with? Um she could they have been with, I think she might Modern have been Ari and Fleetwood of, of the Solheim Cup unbeatable. Yeah, pretty much. But I think what was really indicative of how amazingly on Maguire played is when it got to the singles after seven holes of her of her match against um who did she play against Jennifer Cupshow who was also unbeaten going into Sunday um she was four up after seven whereas Mel Reed was four down after four to no way. Uh, yeah so like Leona Mel Reed would probably be the first one to admit that she she did hit a great shot on 18 to tie the match on uh, on, on Saturday evening. Um, but she was carried around the course by Leona to a, yeah. for, 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 for large portions of it. And it's just because Leona just hit so many great shots and her putting was just, it was a clinic. She I was saw like, some of the putts, yeah. Clips on Twitter more than anything, to be honest, yeah. but just rolling them in, giving the fist pump and everything, which uh, yeah. great to see. And the crazy thing about her is she hasn't, she hasn't won an event yet on the LPGA Tour. Um, is that yeah, right? so so she's her amateur record is just astounding. Like she's 135 weeks as the female world number one uh, as an amateur, won everything you possibly could as an amateur. Her college career was just incredible as well. And she only turned pro um last year. So she's now up to um 45th in the world rankings. She she had a she's had a bunch of really, really good solid performances on the LPGA tour. Without act, without winning yet, but it's it's such a matter of time. Like she shot a she shot a sixty one during the Evian Championship, which is one of the female uh, games majors, and that's the lowest score in the history of major golf, male or female, a sixty one. Um, so obviously there's no world ranking points for this week, but um, the thing that was really uh, you know that really came to the fore this week is the coverage. So the no laying up guys, for example, if you listen to their Solheim Cup review, I think the first mention of Leona is about ninety seconds in, and they don't <laughs> stop, so. They don't stop gushing about her for ten minutes. They're just like, who is this girl? Like, they were, um, they they've already been like in touch with like Irish newspapers looking for background stories on on you know, from an Irish context, Leona and Lisa McGuire, we've known about them since they were kids because of their prodigious talent and then obviously the fact you've got identical twins and you've got that narrative and they, there's a great picture going around of um, Leona and Lisa in 2006 when they're only maybe they're 10-ish with the Ryder Cup and are presenting the Ryder Cup at the opening ceremony in the K Club. So we've known we've known about them for a long, long time, but it really yeah. was a coming-of-age performance from Leona. And like, she, so she won... She won half a point less than the Americans' top five ranked got, uh, players put together. So that's I, I I don't know who those those five are. I just saw that stat uh, on Twitter. Yeah. So Madness. she was and she was a captain's pick, Donnie. Well. She didn't even yeah, she, she was a qualified. Yeah, she, yeah, she didn't pick, yeah. And she was a captain's. But yeah. she'd been she'd been showing a lot of good for. I remember we were talking about her a lot, and she'd been banging in ten tier seven there sick like she's pretty consistent so i don't know how she didn't actually qualify automatically unless it was just purely you need to win to get get onto the team or, or something like that from a points 
standpoint. But it's no surprise that any anyone I've heard talking about her said this is what this is what we knew she was able to do and um just delivered on the big stage. So yeah, fair, fair play to her. And we have a major coming up in the LPGA, I think, do we? There's one more left. So um, there's five majors in the women's game. Um, and I think there's one more left. And the unfortunate thing is, you know, like we're always on here trying to find winners and trying to find value. And the unfortunate thing is you're not going to get any value on Leon Maguire um, on winning any major championship in the next few years because she'll probably have the same effect um in terms of market price as Rory has for a long time. And that even now the bookies are kind of scared of Rory McIlroy um, just because punters tend to back in volume when it comes to him, um, maybe more so a few years ago than now. Um, but Leon will be the same. Um, like something I was trying to reconcile about, like my enjoyment of this solving pup was, do, am I loving this because an Irish girl is the best player this week? Or am I loving this because of the competitive nature? And like, obviously there is a bias that I was, you're cheering Leona on and we're talking about Leona here and now, but just the whole team environment and how the women's Europe, European team mirrors the men in that they really do bring this sense of collective. They drop any personal egos or any agendas that they might have. And they just go up against what on paper is a better side. And they just- oh, 100%. Yeah. Absolutely smashed them. Now yeah. I say smashed them. So the final score was 15 13. Um, so it was pretty close. There was a moment during the singles on Sunday where a couple of puts went in and from the US team, a couple of holes were won, and it looked as if the US could actually sneak over the line. And then just as quickly as that came to pass, um, I think it was uh um Madeline uh Castron, she ended up sinking the put that would retain the cup. Um, and Pedersen was 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 I think Dormy at the time. So she, she was, yeah, yeah, yeah. She had yeah. she was two up with two to play. I remember watching watching the end of it. That's right, yeah. Um, so the door was ajar for just the slightest of moments, um, and just as quickly the Europeans closed it again. And it was it was just brilliant. It was it was such a great advertisement for for women's golf, for women's sport, and watching the shots, like watching that volume of shots, um, your average scratch golfer would not get within 10 shots of these girls. Like, oh, no yeah. you, you see all the stuff going around on Twitter. It's like, oh, give me give me two, three shots on her and I'll, I'll take her. I'll take her off scratch. You know what I mean? Not a chance. Not Especially yeah. with some of the, like, you can just tell the quality of the, particularly iron shots. They seem to be, again, oh, huge generalization, but they're, they're just dialed in. Yeah. Yeah, they're absolute lasers. And something that I loved was, probably my favorite aspect of watching it was, it's so satisfying to see someone stick a, a hybrid or a long arm or like a, a, a three wood into five feet. And yeah, that just actually, again and again. actually, one thing I was yeah. seeing was like, I was seeing as well, obviously in the women's game, they use a lot more of, of the woods that you usually wouldn't see in men. So they were using seven woods, eight woods. I was like, Jesus, you, you oh, never cool, yeah. ever see men using woods like that, that low, um, which was really interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, the quality shots, the putting was ridiculously good. One thing I will say, two things, which was weird. One, I saw on the singles on Sunday, one of the Europeans who was playing one of the, an, an American, her boyfriend was caddying <laughs> for That's the right. American. This poor dude, his name's Ollie Brett. So he's Danielle Kang's caddy. Yeah. And he's Emily Pedersen's boyfriend. And 
So on Saturday, they were matched together in the four ball. So he's probably like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then on Sunday, they get paired together in the singles. Singles, well. yeah. Crazy. So, uh, and then that, another thing was Bubba Watson's rapping was the fucking funniest thing. Did you see that? <laughs> Yeah, he's a geezer. I'm almost like he's an awful legend. I was like, he's an awful legend, more like. <laughs> I've I've a lot of respect for someone like he. Do you know what Bubba Watson's all right in my book? I, I, I had, me. I had, I took a bit of umbrage at Bubba a few years ago. I don't know if you guys remember, but he came over to play the French Open, and the whatever about the organization of the European Tour, it didn't match the standards of the PGA. And he sort of threw the toys out of the pram and was pissing and moaning about the practice facilities and the transport and the hotels. He was just, he just seemed real entitled. Yeah. Um, so, so his card was marked when he did that. But ever since, like, remember him, like wearing the dungarees doing the golf boys. Yeah, that was, that's that still to my day, one of the funniest videos I've seen. It's so funny, man. In fairness to Bubba, he wasn't there. It, it wasn't like some sort of half arsed PR stunt. He was there to support the US team and he went like he was all in for the whole yeah, weekend. Fair bit of Donnie, can I, can I ask you a question here now, right? An, mm-hmm. an honest question now. So let's say, so you're obviously on a buzz. You enjoy watching the women's golf. You think it's a, a good product, a very good product. And I think even you might have said, and I might be misquoting you, you might have said that it's, it's a better product in the men's game. Is that am I on the right track? Anyway, that, that's that's respect. so my my question to you is how so someone like me, right? I'm not gonna watch the LPGA next week. I'm I'm gonna watch the BMW championship. So how how do the LPGA just just to throw an absolute question at you here, how how did the LPGA go around getting people like yourself or like me and Brew into watching the game? Do you know what I mean? What what's the yeah what like, do they have to do? So so that's that's quote is true we were talking about this just for those of you listening on like on the whatsapp and i put forward that there is an argument that the women's like as an entertainment product that the women's game is actually a better watch than the men's game and there's a few different reasons why i think that is somewhat true am i now going to turn my back on men's golf and not watch the masters next year or or elevate the evian championship above the open championship no, that, that's ridiculous. But what I have noticed is a few things. So one, there's so much more personality and, and in, there's so much more enjoyment of golf that's shown by the female players than the men. So the robotic nature of um, Patrick Cantlay, you know, guys like guys of that ilk, but, you know, Cantlay is kind of, um, yeah, I think I, he's he's a he's a rare example. To be fair, he's, but Cantley's grown on me enormously the last few weeks. Oh, he has to, yeah. Ice he's car. Major major stones. Paddy Ice. Yeah, yeah. God, I, please don't say that ever again. Paddy Ice. <laughs> I can't be doing Ice that. man. But the other thing about women's golf is, as a relatively shit golfer, it, so because of the power disparity. So that's just you know, just call it there. There's a power disparity. The women aren't bombing at 340 yards, but so Nelly Corder would be one of the bigger hitters. Now she can hit, she can hit a ball, yeah, 282, 90. But a lot of the time, you're seeing shots with like the same club that you'd have in your hand, and you can see just how much skill is involved to to like in the women's professional game. They are so infinitely better than you 
even though they're the same club in their hand, it kind of shows you what's possible almost. That, you know, um, Anna Nordquist had 171 yards out of a fairway bunker, um, downhill, kind of a bit of a hanging lie, and she hit it to a foot. And this happened, that's one example of about a dozen examples throughout the week of these just unbelievable golf shots. She's 171 yards in. I think she hit a five iron. She might have hit a four iron out of a fairway bunker, but it was just flushed. It was, it never left the flagstick. It was just an amazing shot. And, you know, if that's Bryson, doesn't have to be Bryson if it's Rory. If it's Kevin Na, he might be hitting, he might be hitting an eight iron there. And yeah. so you can't no, hit it there so so it's sort of beyond the realm of, of your capability but it just that that side of it i really enjoy it and no i get you no i get you completely but my my argument would be if i'm a paying paying spectator to go see a golf event i, I want to see rory smashing a drive 340 yeah. and then hitting a seven iron and big right to left hook and sticking it onto the greens you know what i mean like i'm not i, I don't know it's not um like I think comparing the Solheim Cup to the Tour Championship, it, it's not like for like. Do you know what I mean? It's no, the, right, right. the Ryder Cup versus that's the, right. and of all events as well. And again, look, I've nothing against the, the Solheim Cup and I, our women's golf in general, but as a product, I just think the men's game is there's more there to it. Do you know what I mean? I think that the uh, way forward because it's it's it's. I mean, I don't know if they if they play off the same tees, if they play Beth Page Black off the tips, and it's John Ram against Nelly Corda. I mean, who's going to win that? In terms yeah. of who's going to take the least amount of shots to go around that track? And I know who you'd be betting on anyway. <laughs> yeah, but you know, so Ram. there is that element. Uh, one like, two. And, say again, bro. I said Ram probably one to four. I'd be all over. Yeah, well, <laughs> one, the house 20, on him. one to twenty maybe. Like, do you know what? It's going to actually take the fullness of time because you make a great point, Steve. That it's not like for like team golf is just a business. Team golf is just so much fun. It's so much fun when you're cheering an entire team. So you're sat down watching a major. You've backed three guys. Two of them are in contention on a Sunday. How often are you shouting yes or getting pumped at the TV? Maybe twice an hour, three times an hour if they're playing well, you know, making birdies. And then with team golf, you're cheering every second shot. It doesn't matter who it is. So. I, I'm going to go back to obviously watching the main games, men's game, and this podcast moving forward is probably going to be focused more on the men's game, and and fair enough. Yep. And I'm not saying the women like just the entertainment factor. Like I learned a lot about the players this week that I didn't know, you know, or, or their backgrounds, um, their capabilities, their strengths, their weaknesses, um, and all these kind of narratives that exist. You know, like like rookies beating, um rookies beating major champions and all that kind of stuff and it was just it was really really fun and it was it was in it was in it was played in a quite a good spirit as well like i don't know if we want to mention there was there was a big uh controversial moment on the saturday i don't know if you caught it i did Uh, yeah someone picked the ball up or something yeah so for for those of you who didn't see it um nelly court of the world number one had an eagle put took the eagle put it rolled it rolled past the hole and then just stuck on the back edge but to, stuck past the back edge like as in it was never falling in and um uh, magdalene sagstrom came over and picked her ball up to concede it like to give her the birdie and they're walking off the uh the green it's all fine and a rules official just comes up and goes 
Europe had just forfeited the whole. So everybody's like, what's going on? What's going on? And at the time, America, like the US, really needed to win a whole. Like they were really flagging. They needed some momentum. So the rules official gave the whole to the States because Sarstrom didn't wait 10 seconds in case the ball was going to fall in. The ball was awesome never falling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that 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 said that sort of overshadowed the first day. Um, oh, that might actually have been Sunday. I'm not. I can't really remember. I think it was. Yeah, but, I think it was Sunday. Did like the the day was. before singles. But it, yeah, and and that was when Europe, where there was a lot of blue on the board. The golf course was really quiet. It was eerily quiet. That Europe were just putting the hammer down and really putting it up to the states, and um, it it seemed to put Nelly Corda off. Uh, uh, I would, it would like if something uh, like that happens. Yeah, where it's like you have to bring in a rules. You have to go to the rules guys. Say, look what's the story here. I think it's uh, that's not that's not how it should be played. They to be fair, the two of them should have said, yeah, fair enough. Ball wasn't going in. We'll give yeah. you back a hole or something. There, so, I mean, there is an they're in the spirit of the game, but there is an argument that the American players should have gone. Listen, we're not accepting that ruling. It's halved in four. We're moving on. Yeah. But in that moment, in the heat of battle, they needed to get some momentum back. I think. They, they were down. I think they might have been two down was to get back to one down. And they just accepted the ruling. And I'm not criticizing anyone for doing that. But um, yeah, it kind of overshadowed Sunday a little bit. But I'm just so glad that, you know, the biggest narrative that came out of the whole week was one, what an advertisement for the women's game. And two, the Arnold Maguire is fucking amazing. Yeah. So yeah. it was it was great. And um, I am half thinking of, it's Spain in two years. That would be a great weekend. Seriously. I'd be sick. I didn't go down to Spain for like for like for like a like holiday. Go there for one or two of 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 the days. You'd have some crack. Yeah, seriously, fucking yeah. good. Um, yeah. I mean, I think like you know, I think before we get into the BMW picks or whatever, um, like I think, you know, see if you were saying how do we get it more into women's golf? I mean, I think that's the issue with all women's sports everywhere. It's not as funded. It's not on TV as much as the men's, but I mean something like yeah. what Donica said of you know having maybe the the Olympics being a mixed event, Rory and Leona versus two people in in the US. Like the more we get to know players, the more we get to recognize them and have you know have a following for them, the more we're going to be inclined to actually go out of our way and turn on a LPGA tour like tournament yeah. on, on the TV. So I think yeah, 100%. until something like that happens, I don't think, as you said, it's going to be as popular. But look, it's great to see it though. It was nice to be able to go on Twitter, see the no the no laying up lads, constantly tweet about it. And, you know, everyone was getting into it and seeing replay after replay of pots going in and great shots. And, you know, that's what we need more and more of in, in the women's sports in general. But um, anyway. So some something... Probably like for me anyway, the last word on on the Solheim from my perspective was I should have prefaced the entire conversation with like genuinely, I hate virtue signaling. I fucking despise it. it people are like, oh, you know, we have to look out for blah 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 blah. My my enjoyment of the Solheim is is entirely like genuine and sincere. It was just brilliant from minute one. The, the whole week was brilliant. This is not me you know, I'm an ally for women's sports or like I am, but that's because, you know, you've got people like Kelly Harrington, Katie Taylor's of this world, Rachel Blackmore's of this world, because there are phenomenal women athletes, just like there are phenomenal male athletes. So just caveat, like none of this is any kind of, you know, 
inclusive or virtue signaling kind of um notion i just had a fucking great time watching women's golf this week and that's because it was just great it really was it was it was just 10 out of 10 yep yeah 100 percent um sure look we'll uh we'll move on to the old tournament there for uh this week so yep. uh steve i think you've uh, done a bit of research on the on the BMW i have this week i have yeah so the the european tour moves over to uh surrey england this week for the bmw pga championship so we have a, a par 72 7267 yards at wentworth golf club which is a, a classic uh, Parkland English uh, type of golf course, really really good track. Yeah, it's been played. This event's been played here since 1984. The one big highlight point about the course is the two finishing holes, 17 and 18, both par fives. 18 in particular is one. I'm, I'm sure if you see a flyover that you'll you'll recognise it. Uh, it's about 550, 530 in yardage, uh, but the second so very reachable in two, but the uh, second shot is all over water onto a tiny, tiny green looking back on the fairway. So really exciting finishing hole. Anything can happen in terms of uh, who's won the last few years. So going back last year, we had Tyrrell Hatton win it at 19 under in 2020. 2019, we had Danny Willis win it at 20 under. Uh, 2018, Francesco Molinari won it at 17 under. And then Alex Naren won it 20, uh, sorry, Molinari was 2018, Alex Naren was 2017, and Chris Wood won it in 2016 at nine under par. So in summary, three of the last five winners were English. So maybe that's a trend to pick up on this week. And the other big narrative, obviously, is a decision that uh, Mr. Harrington has to make in, I think it's on Monday, after this this tournament, yeah. Harrington has to make his, his uh, captain's pick. So... By all accounts, Garcia and Poulter are both locked in. So there's one place up for grabs. Uh, or yeah, one place. So you got Bernd Wiesberger going for it. You have Justin Rose going for it uh, for a captain's pick. It was two runner-up finishes here. Perez uh, was who's kind of the forgotten man because he's playing shite the last few uh, months. Yeah. He, he was runner-up here last year. Bobby McIntyre is in there, and you have the the two high guard boys in the field as well who are both there. Uh, my own thoughts on it is that if one of those five, six people wins this week, they're they're going they're going to get a pick. Um, but I don't know. It's gonna 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 be hard to see which way he's gonna go. But uh, time will tell. Uh, in terms of betting, pretty stacked field that we have as well. Um, for this event, so we have Victor Hovland as a ten to one favorite. Shane Lowry sixteen to one. Alex Naren is twenty to one. As is Tyrrell Hatton and Matt Matt Fitzpatrick. Tommy Fleetwood, 22s. Billy Horschel making the trip over from the States uh, is 28 to 1. Ian Poulter and Justin Rose. And Christian Bezadenhut, who I believe just got his PGA Tour card, is also 30 to 1. So those are the, the boys heading the betting. So what are we thinking, boys? What are the what are the takes this week? To be honest now, I have three picks. Um, as much as I like to kind of go, you know, one shortish, one middleish, one longish. Um, I think literally, as you've said there, I think, you know, hopefully one of those five lads still in contention to get a Raider Cup pick will really put a fire under them. So um, I backed Bernd Weisberger uh, or Weisberger, however you Again. pronounce it. Again, I know he's, he's, he's let me down in the past, but I'm hoping this week is his week, you know, that 
does with 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 the Ryder Cup because I think personally I think he deserves a spot. I think he's played well this season. I think he deserves a spot. Now, I, do I think he he'll get the spot? Probably not. Um, you I know think the I car think? suits him. The car suits him well. Whistling straights for a big big hitting. That's yeah, those, and he's, he's proven he can do it stateside as well. He's had he's had really strong finishes at U.S. Opens before. The thing, this is very reductionist, but <laughs> I think two holes could have cost him a potential pick. Oh, hundred percent. Couple of weeks, one hole, I would say. Yeah. Well, it was a six-six finish. Um, and had he have won, had he have won, what was what was the tournament? Someone the Crans Cransumer, this this oh, yeah, Omega the Masters. Yeah. yeah. The most ridiculously picturesque golf course. Unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. Oh my god! But yeah, I watched that final stretch, and he's under the pump. And obviously, he's won European Tour titles before. It wasn't about the European Tour title; it was about the fact if he wins that tournament, he jumps ahead of Lowry. And, and can we just add, he has a one-shot lead coming down the 18th. Yeah, a, a, a tricky par four, but one that maybe a bogey, maybe you get to a playoff, but the guy fucking double bogeys it and loses yeah. it outright. So that's why you, you question his character. I think after something like that. that is yeah, fair. exactly. I, I think he can he can jump into an automatic spot if he wins, but he has to win. Um, there is a list of permutations that I did find on Twitter. I'm going to try and find it while you guys are are, are pulling your picks. Yeah, there's yeah. like seven guys who either with a win or a second can jump ahead of Lowry. Okay, interesting. So yeah, I'll. But there, yeah, uh, I'll give you my other two. So my other two then are I went with uh, Christian. Uh, go on, bro. Was Zayden Hoot? There you go. Nailed it. Nailed it. Um, and I went with Henrik Stenson as well. Um, I feel like Stenson's Stenson. Had a, yeah. I feel like he's had a bit of a resurgence in in the last few weeks. Completely. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, I think at thirty-five to one, it's 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 a pretty good value on him. Um, so. Uh, Weisberger is 40 to 1, Zayden Hoot is 30 to 1, and Stenson is 35 to 1. So I know they're all fairly close in terms of the top of the list, but um, you know, I think they're all still a pretty, pretty decent value there. So, yeah, Bru, thinking of a, a on a similar mindset to yourself with the, the pick shorter in the market. Um, so first, first bet for me, 30 to 1 is the, the twice runner up here, who I mentioned earlier on, who is in contention still for a Ryder Cup spot, is Justin Rose. Um, so Justin Rose, like he's, we all know him as a, he's played in Ryder Cups, he's performed well in Ryder Cups, and he's going to be absolutely itching to get a, a pick off, uh, off Harrington. Personally, as things stand right now, I, I wouldn't pick him, but a good performance this week if he can get himself in a win in, in a top two or three or, or be knocking on the door. I think it's going to be hard for, for Harrington to ignore him um, if that's the case. He's starting to creep into a, a bit of form as well. He, he's got some top tens over the last uh, couple of months. He's back home. He's back in uh, back in England this week. Uh, and of course, he likes a course that sets up well for him. And I think if you compare him to the, the other people that are up there, um, look, Alex Noren should never be 20 to 1 for any golf tournament ever. Um, Tyrrell Hatton isn't in great form. Fitzpatrick is completely out of form, and, and Horschel is making a trip over from the States. Um, again, 28 to 1, a shorter price than Rose. I, I just think there's a bit of value to be had yeah. with him at, at 30 to 1. 
So he's my first pick. And pick number two is uh, Brandon Grace at 33 to 1. So this, this type of golf course, uh, we're playing on bent grass greens, um, which Brandon Grace uh, does very well at. It's a ball strikers course. It's a, a, a fairways and greens type of golf course, which sets up perfectly um, for someone like Brandon Grace. So I think he's, again, showing a lot of good form over the last six to eight weeks. Um, he, in terms of his record around here, nothing outstanding, but uh, I, he hasn't played a huge amount at this event. Uh, as far as I'm aware. So um, Brandon Grace at 33 to 1. I think he's uh, another little bit of value comparing him to to the rest of the, the top um, people in the field there. So two picks, Justin Rose, 30 to 1. Brandon Grace, 33 to 1. And Donny, I'll swing it over to you. Yeah, they're solid picks. Um, I do like them. Um, so I'll lead out and I will jump aboard with Brew. Um, I'm going to back Henrik Stenson as well this week. Henry Stenson is causing Porrig Harrington a big pain in his ass. He is, isn't he? Yeah. Like, it seemed like Harrington, like, if so if you look at, Steve Stricker has to name six picks now next week. And, like, I mean, you probably know who most of them are going to be. He doesn't have too many difficult decisions to make, but picking six is, is tough. Harrington had to pick three. Two of them, he's already told them about fucking six months ago that there was picks in Garcia and Poulter. They've been told. Garcia's taken the week off. He knows he's safe. Um, so there's kind of one left. And it seemed like the share, the common knowledge and the common thought would be Rose would get it. But now Stenson has just come out, out of fucking nowhere. Um, yep. kind of, he, he tends to go way, way, way down the world rankings and then find something and come way, way, way back up again. And he tends to perform in these really hot bursts. So Stenson's my first pick. Um, he was, what was he last week? Um, do, 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 do. He played well last week. So he ended up tied 15th last week in Italy. Could have been a lot better. Um, before that, he First was, round lead, I think, wasn't he? He, he was. Went out yeah. to an eight, an eight under. Yeah, he shot a 64 in round one. Um, and then he's kind of suffered a little bit over round two. Round three, he shot a 73, which kind of put him out of, out of contention. Um, and then uh, he closed with a 63 up in the mountains to finish third in the Omega. And then before that, he was fourth in the Czech Masters. So the fact that there's so much on the line for him, he can't qualify automatically. But if he goes ahead and wins the European Tour flagship event, he is just looking at Porn Carrington and going, I fucking dare you not to pick me. As a and, veteran of the Ryder Cup, as well, yeah. you know he's got balls of steel and he's, he's cool, calm, collected. He whips that three wood out. Best, best three wood player ever, I'd say, Hemrick Stenson. Oh yeah, Jesus! I it's it's weird when you see Henrik Stenson with a driver in his hand. It just doesn't oh, yeah. look good. No, no, it doesn't suit him. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, and he knows it too because he very rarely takes it out. Yep. Um, yep. Just before I do the other two picks, something that I just loved, which I came across on Twitter again, is the the planning that goes in to being a Ryder Cup captain on the European side and how they optimize every opportunity to get first looks at guys. So the pairings this week have been put together based solely on, on making Harrington's job and the vice captain's job as easy as possible. So like Harrington's vice captains who are playing this week are Robert Carlson, who is who has been paired with Richard Bland and Guido. Have a look at those two boys. Now, neither of them are getting picks. No, but surely not. If, not Richard no. Bland. He's not a, he's not a whistling straights type of no, bomber. No. But Guido, slightly more so still. Guido's not getting the pick either, but... He has had a very good season. 
Coimer is with Victor Perez and Molinari, so he's another vice captain. Luke Donald is with Rasmus Hogard, who won a couple of weeks ago. And then we have to mention how ridiculous two twins win on back to back weeks in the European Tour. That's outrageous. Yeah. Um, get them in a get them in a mixed European like four man team with the Maguire sisters, and you're away. Um, so um, Luke Donald's playing with Rasmus and playing with Stenson. So Luke Donald's vice captain, and in G Mac, the other vice captain is playing with Bobby Mac and Norrin. So mm. all the vice captains have got a front row seat to how all the like leading lights to get the last pick is. I think it's going to be Stenson, and I think he really, yeah. Yeah, I think he comes to Wentford, Wentworth. I'm going to back him. I think he's going to make a top 10. And it does somewhat depend on what Rose does. But right now, I'd rather Stenson in that team over Rose, just based on, on, on recent form. Um, and listen, they, they both got bags of experience. So I think... Uh, you can't go wrong with either of them, to be fair. I, yeah. I think if Rose, if Rose finishes top five, I think he's, he's getting a pick. I, I think he's. I think it's his to lose. So I think if he if he battles it this week, if he misses a cut, if he comes like way down the field, I I, I think that might do him over for someone else that comes in the top top ten ish. But uh, I I think it's his totally, to lose personally. I totally agree with that. I totally agree with that. And I think Stenson is going to put him under so much pressure, and they'll probably be having a laugh and joke about it to oh, a yeah. certain extent this week. Um, yeah. And it'll be good natured and may the best man win. But um, it's it's become a headache for Harrington. That it has, didn't yeah, yeah. three weeks but ago. Then the other thing is, if if Wiesberger or someone else wins this week, that means that Lowry drops out, and that like Lowry's getting a pick. He's going to be there whether it's captain's pick or whether it's a uh, like an automatic exactly qualification. So yeah, that's exactly right. And to a lot be of honest, stuff to figure out. Lowry's Lowry. I think is Lowry quite short this week? Is he like 16, 16 to, to one? one? Yeah, sixteen to one. He's just I'd, showing up just to get I'd a couple struggle, of points on the board. Yeah, I'd I'd struggle to back him at that price. But if he won, would anyone be surprised? Like, not he's he's, he's been building towards a win, hundred percent. Yeah, he's due. Yeah. He's due. Yep. Yeah. So, um, Stenson Stenson's my headline pick, forty to one. I think really good price uh, for what's on the line and the form he's in. The other two I have, I'm actually I'm hopping aboard the Billy Ho. Uh, oh, train. So he's flying no. over from East Lake. He's 28, so I think you can get him at. What's yep. really compelling about Billy Horschel, two things. One, well, apart from the fact he's a, a fucking cracking golfer, but two things. This is the end of his season. He ain't getting a Ryder Cup pick. We know that. Unfortunately for him, he knows that too. But he's also fourth currently in the race to Dubai because of performances in World Golf Championships and majors and such. So he's behind Morikawa, who leads it because he won the Open. But he's fourth in the race to Dubai. So it's conceivable that he's looking, he's eyeing up the, the European Tour order, order of Merit and, you know, kind of winning it, which would yep. be very strange. But anyway, the fact he's fourth, I like that. The fact it's the end of the season, I like that. Um, the course should suit him. He's another fairways and greens machine. He is, yeah. Spins a ball out there. I don't mind 28 to 1 at all. So I'll take Billy Horschel. Um, I'm also kind of basing off the fact that Patrick Reed came over last week and, and went close. I think the Patrick Reed finished T4, maybe. I know Tyrrell won by four, but Patrick Reed was oh, in the last chase. year. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And I just kind of like, you know, a, a US PGA stalwart coming over to Wentworth and going well, I think. Because it, it, it's not a track that will be alien to him. 
I think Billy's over for the beers, Donny. I think he's probably going to miss the coffee. Yeah, he could be. Thursday, Friday, couple of couple of rounds in Wentworth, and then down to London, London City for two nights, and then fly back. Yeah, misses and then home. You won't get in trouble with the missus because, like, I booked the flights for for four days because I thought I was going to make the cut, and he he flaps out, goes on the beer for two nights, and flies back on a on a Monday morning, (laughs) absolutely in bits. Poor old Billy Ho. Oh my God, you're kind of ruining my reason for backing. Sorry, yeah, I'm probably backing the missus. Thinking out loud. Well, that, that sounds that sounds that sounds more likely to happen than not. <laughs> but, uh, he's What's good crack win now? He's good crack. Apparently, um, like when he first got on tour, he was like, he was like swinging out a tiger's coattails. Every like, can I play with you? Can I play with you? Can I, I just want to play with you? I just want to be friends. Can we be friends? I thought it was like, t-shirt. It's like mate. Tiger at the first at first like mate. Fuck off. And then realized that the guy is actually very funny. And I think they're good mates now. But uh, yeah. Anyway, like Billy Horschel. My last uh, pick is I backed him a couple of times this year. He's kind of flopped for me. But I'm going to back Sam Horsfield at 50. Oh. I'm doing it, man. I'm Sam, doing Hor- it. Sam Horsfield. He hasn't hit a golf ball straight in about four or five weeks. Like the guy, the guy shot 11 over par at the, was it the Italian Open? I think it was. It definitely wasn't. He was 11 over par. Oh, he was, he was. He had an absolute brain fart up in the mountains. He missed the cut. He was that was it. Sorry, yeah. yeah. At a, at a yeah. straight four, the guy can't play golf anymore. He's forgotten how no, to play. Well, why did he finish tied fifteenth last week, though? To be honest, Donica, I was going to go down that. I was going to go down as well. I I saw him. He is a very good price, and then I was like, can't do it. After he shot the bed <laughs> for me a few weeks ago, I can't even yeah. him anymore. The thing about Sam Horsfield is he is actually he's a major talent, but he hasn't done it in a big event yet. And I just think he might be going a little bit under the radar this week. Like, his stats are very strong across the board, apart from, admittedly, driving accuracy. But, I mean, if you can just find a way to put the ball in the fairway for four days, he's going to give himself a fuckload of chances. He puts well. He's 41st in greens regulation. He sends the ball out there quite a bit. He's a really good putter. Um, but see, all, all these stats, Donny, these are season-long stats, and he started off the season brilliantly. He was hitting greens, hitting everything, and in the last six to eight weeks, the guy just can't—he just can't play. So I think those stats are skewed a little bit. I—I I don't know. Again, yeah, to be no, honest, I, I didn't—I didn't realize he came tied fifteen last week, so that's kind of put me back. Well, back and my also something that I something that I always look for that I really like as a strong indicator is a guy who has a good weekend the week before. Shot 69-66 last week. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, like, he, he shot 74-77 at the European Masters, had a fucking disaster, fair enough. Before that, 23rd Czech Masters with a Sunday 75. The Czech Masters. Like. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right, grand, fair enough. Sunday 75, so he was in the mix after three rounds and then had a poor Sunday. And then he was tied sixth at the uh, at the Welsh Open, Gareth Bale's Open. Mm. So, I think he like, finished behind Gareth Bale that week, did he? Gareth Bale was tied fifth. Horsfield <laughs> snuck a sixth. Who won that? Where that is? It's a skating assessment of the quality of the field. <laughs> anyway, there were three picks. So, um, Stenson headline pick 41, Billy Horsel 28, Sam Horsfield 50s. Thank me later. Because I'm getting a winner this week. We're going out with a bang. So I think, yeah, I think next week we will we'll do we'll do the big Ryder Cup pre- preview. Um, as we said, you know, we mentioned that, you know, 
Um, America have to do their six picks. Europe still have their one remaining pick technically left. And yeah, I mean, you know, I think we'll, uh, we might do something interesting for the Ryder Cup. I have a few ideas, lads, I might swing by. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it though. Let's awesome do it. Ideas. What I can't wait to talk about is actually from, a, from an American perspective, how in the name of fuck is Steve Stricker supposed to field those groupings for the four balls and the foursomes, especially the foursomes. Imagine Bryson DeChambeau playing foursomes. Imagine having to play foursomes with him. Holy fuck, I hope that happens at least one of the sessions. He'll have to. Sorry to cut across you, but uh, the winner of the Welsh Open was Ignacio Elvira Medieras <laughs> in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that's as good of a note as any to... I think he cuts my hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's as, oh, as good of a note as any to, on your to, to wrap it up on. Uh, well, yeah. Carabale fifth, Sam Horsfield sixth. It's good to be back, lads. Come it is just good to be back, and I, I think, yeah, I think next week now we'll have we'll have we'll have the big one. And it, as I said, I've, I've I've a few ideas that we should do for the cup to make it a bit more special. But uh, yeah. yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, leave it on uh, that one. So uh, yeah, thanks yeah. again, lads, and hopefully we'll uh, get an old winner. Definitely will be Sam Torfield, but sure luck. <laughs> oh, we're gonna clip that. Next clip that. Week. Clip it up. Clip it clip up. It up. Clip away. Yeah. Clip away. Yeah. <laughs> Not a problem. Cheers, lads. Thank you, boys. Pleasure. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's Spain. done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion.